Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Macro Compass. There is a rare and powerful trend occurring in bond markets. And history shows that if we leave it unchecked, it can cause serious damage to equity markets and the economy as well. Over the last three months, US bond markets have been in an aggressive and prolonged period of bare steepening of the yield curve. If you have a look at the first table in the article, that's our volatility adjusted market dashboard, one of the macro compass tools that shows and color codes volatility adjusted moves across asset classes. And it shows how bear steepening happening because interest rates have moved higher, but it's long dated yields that have taken the lead, hence shifting the entire curve both higher, but also steeper. And that is the definition of bear steepening. But why does it matter? So let's cover the basics again. What is bear steepening and why does it matter? Have a look at the second chart in the article. The chart shows the 10-year market implied path ahead for Fed funds before and after a bear steepening event. And that in the bottom part in green, the net change that happened. To understand the chart, think of 10-year yields like a strip of all future Fed funds for the next 10 years discounted back to today. If you think of 10-year rates like that, you can understand why until now we didn't see 10-year treasury yields breaching 4%. That's because the prevailing yield curve regime was bare flattening. What it means is that the Fed would impose higher yields in year one and two on the chart above. But the market would discount damage to growth and inflation down the road and price materially lower Fed funds already from year three all the way to year 10, in the end converging with a neutral rate of 3% over time. That's why, even if the Fed was trying to force interest rates above 5%, that didn't push 10-year yields higher than 4 because the part of the strip between year 3 and year 10 really was discounting a lot of growth and a lot, a lot of damage to growth and inflation down the road because of this Fed action. But over the last three months, instead, the music has changed with the bear steepening. That's what the second chart, the stylized example of bear steepening shows in the article. Markets have been pricing in a mildly higher terminal rate at 5.45%. And most importantly, they've been listening a lot to the Fed's message of no interest rate cuts anytime soon. But while in the past, that meant more cuts would be priced in immediately after, the bear steepening move, as you can see in the chart, implies that markets believe now the economy can handle higher rates for much longer. In a nutshell, According to markets, not only Fed funds at over 5% for quarters on end are not going to generate a recession that requires interest rates cuts thereafter, but actually the economy will barely budge at all. So this is the nature of the bear steepening. But why is the bear steepening such a rare and dangerous, dangerous occurrence? Bear steepening regimes cause long-dated yields to rise rapidly. And this has a large and rapid tightening effect on the real economy. For instance, third-year mortgage rates or corporate borrowing rates would rise rapidly across the curve. Financing becomes even tougher. Most importantly, negative mark-to-market effects are amplified. Do you remember, for instance, the regional bank story? 
the negative mark-to-market impact is really important. What you should understand is that a 10 basis point rise in 30-year yields is, a, is about 10 times more powerful than the same increase in two or five-year yields from a mark-to-market perspective. This is because long-dated fixed income instruments have more duration and they are way more sensitive to changes in interest rates. This means all business models which make large use of long-dated instruments and leverage are vulnerable if the risk management wasn't done properly. So which are these business models? Well, pension funds, insurance companies, shadow banking, real estate, fragile banks, and more. The key point of all of this is that bear steepening becomes particularly dangerous if it happens while the economy is weakening. Because higher yields and bear steepening are not a problem per se, if the economy is running hot, it's actually healthy to have long-end rates reflect the increase in nominal growth and move higher. But that is not the case today. Have a look at the chart in the article. The chart shows the underlying trend in U.S. nominal growth, that is in blue, against the U.S. Treasury 2-10 to year yield curve slope in orange. Now, notice the red circle first. In 2021, the yield curve steepened, and it steepened pretty rapidly, but it was reflecting accelerating growth from fiscal stimulus and from the reopenings in 2021. Did the equity market have any problem at all? Not really. But now look at the red um, dotted uh, box. So look at today in that chart. U.S. nominal growth is falling today, and yet markets are staging a prolonged bear steepening. So that is not reflecting stronger growth. That bear steepening of today has to be interpreted as a very late cycle attempt by bond markets to find out where the breaking point is. After all, the Fed is preaching desire for longer, so the bond market is going after it and see whether it sticks. Very similar macro regimes with below trend growth, but the recession failing to materialize. So markets pushing this late cycle bear steepening regime because people become convinced that something structural has changed and the economies can handle higher rates. Very similar macro regimes were seen in September to November 2000, May to June 2007, and September to November 2018. In all three cases, late 2000, mid-2007, and late 2018, the rapid late-cycle bear steepening trend marked the end of the this-time-is-different experiment because it ended up causing severe distress to economies, 2008 and 2001, or to markets. Do you remember the fourth quarter of 2018, for example? Honestly, I don't think this time will be different. Let's recap 2018, the most recent example, let's have a look at the last chart in the article. History serves as a useful guide and we just need to travel back in time to 2018 for a concrete example. The Fed back then was raising rates and tightening as the economy and inflation had picked up with markets displaying at the beginning the usual bear flattening. But that was until August 2018. At that point, the economy seemed to hold still well despite the tightening, and the narrative was all about how the Trump tax cuts were going to support growth for long, 
how Powell saw neutral interest rates higher, how the economy could handle higher interest rates for longer. And so the curve became bear steepening. Have a look at the chart, the red boxes. It did so for about seven to eight weeks straight until early to mid-October. And it was this sustained late cycle bear steepening. It was it for markets. Equities peaked in early October, and after that, they tanked 23% in less than three months. So this time wasn't different in the end. The economy and markets couldn't structurally handle higher long-end rates. Now, you want to know why today bear steepening is even more dangerous than in 2018. Back then, inflation was 2%. That means the Fed could rapidly pivot, as they did in early 2019, hence repairing the damage done. Interest rates fell, and the S&P 500 returned over 30% in 2019. This time, inflation is much higher, and the Fed's end are therefore tied. Guys, if you enjoyed this piece, click the like button, share it with a friend. I've also reopened the comment section if you want to engage. So liking and sharing it with a friend costs you nothing, and I would really appreciate it. And last thing, if after reading this piece, you are telling yourself, oh man, I really need to understand bond markets better. They are so important. Yes, indeed, you're right. But bond markets scare people away with jargon and technicalities. That's over today. I published my TMC bond market course where I unpack it all in plain English for you so that you can close that knowledge gap with bond market professionals and turbocharge your journey as a macro investor. You'll find a link at the end of the article which brings you to the page that explains what the course is all about. Go have a look. And oh, very last thing before I forget. In October 2, 3, and 4, I will be in New York. I'll be presenting my macro investment outlook to my institutional clients. So if you are or represent a hedge fund, uh, an investment advisor, a family office, an investment firm, if you're a finance professional and you want to arrange a meeting, please send me an email to alf at themacrocompass.com. Brief intro, why you want to meet would also be appreciated. If you do put pineapple on the pizza, I will not accept the invitation. Apart from joke, guys, thanks for listening and we'll talk soon here again on the Macro